Villas Grace Church, building relationships that make followers of Jesus. Know, grow, go. To know Him, to grow in Him, to go with Him. Allow us to begin with a word of prayer. Lord, we are thankful for this opportunity to come together this morning to sing these songs, praising, glorifying your name and what you have done for us upon the cross. It is only through Jesus Christ that we can even fathom, that we can experience the eternal salvation that you have provided for us. Jesus is our only hope. Thank you so much for your work and what you have done. We pray these things in his name. Amen. We are right here at the end. This is what I would call the caboose of the series. Villa's Grace Values. This is Villa's Grace Value 7 of 7. And through each one of these values, what we're learning, what we're discovering is the foundation in which we want to build our church as we move forward. Our seven core values represent who we want to be, how we want to deliver the gospel message, which is the good news of salvation for hell-deserving sinners through the person and work of Jesus Christ, not only to our immediate Villa's Grace community, but beyond. We want to be able to take this message far beyond these doors, into the very networks that the Lord has placed us in. Each and every one of us here has various individuals within our lives that we can share the gospel with. These seven core foundations that we've gone over are the reason why and how we're going to be able to do so. The the first core value that we went over Our number one core value, one of seven here at Villa's Grace, is we desire authentic relationships. See, we want to know Jesus, and we want to make him known. See, we want to be a church that is committed to loving God and loving others. Our second core value states that we have no spare parts The people of the church are part of the body of Christ. See, we're united as one. And each person's gifting advances God's story of salvation. Our third core value states that we make followers of Jesus. Right here at Villa's Grace. Discipleship is our conviction. See, we desire to make followers of Jesus who make followers of Jesus. Our fourth core value at Villa's Grace, we seek truth. The Word of God is absolute truth. In a world where people say to each their own or what's true for you may be true for you, but that may not be true for me, but what's true for me, which may not be true for you is true for me. That is not how we view the world. God's word is absolute truth. Our worldview is viewed through the biblical narrative. Our fifth core value here at Villa's Grace 
states that we live to give. We practice joyful generosity. We give of our time. We give of our resources. And we give of our ideas. Sixth core value at Villa's Grace states that we are fully committed to our children and students. By majorly investing in our children and students, we shape them as the church of today to be the leaders of tomorrow. And some of the language in which we want to change is we don't want to be calling our young adults the youth. No. We're going to consider them students just like we're all students. We're all always learning. We all will continue to learn the truths of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, now in this lifetime and on to our lifetime to come into the future. These six core values here at Villa's Grace wouldn't be complete without our seventh. So as we move forward this morning... I want to show you something. See, when you see an illustration like this, what popular saying comes to mind? When somebody sits down with maybe an idea that they want to put into action, or maybe it's an engineer that wants to develop a new product, think about that and coincide it with this photo. See, we say things like, why reinvent the wheel? The work has already been done. And we can look at throughout history and say, yes, the wheel hasn't been completely reinvented. But it has been modified. It's been modified throughout time to to meet the specific need for which it's needed for. See, we don't need a stone wheel nowadays. I don't think a stone wheel would do too well on 75. We don't need a wooden wheel. We don't need a wooden spoke wheel with some rubber on the end. No. We might need an alloy wheel with rubber, with air inflated. So it's been modified, but the general idea of the wheel itself has not really been completely reinvented. This brings us to the title of our sermon this morning, As we ponder this, why start from scratch when someone else has already done the groundwork? As a church, as we move forward, as we say that we want to be a church that's all about reaching our community, to be all about building relationships that make followers of Jesus, as we say we want to know Him, grow in Him, and go with Him, we should be pondering that question. We should be asking ourselves, Why would we start from scratch when somebody else has already laid the groundwork? This brings us to the title of our sermon this morning. We cooperate with our community. We cooperate with our community. This is Villa's Grace Value 7 of 7. 
This morning we're going to be in the text of Romans chapter 12 verses 16. We're looking at one verse this morning. One verse this morning. So if you want to, there's Bibles in the seat below you. Or if you would like to follow along with this verse on the screen, it will be on the screen for you. We need to realize that we're not equipped. We're not equipped as a church to start from scratch. And if we were a church that was equipped to start from scratch, I don't think we would want to do that. See, we don't want to get bogged down. And we're going to see that this morning. We want to align ourselves with others. We want to come alongside others within our community. So let's look at this text and let's find out why this morning. Romans chapter 12, verse 16. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty. But associate with the lowly, never be wise in your own sight. When we look at this verse, we want to throw this verse into one sentence or maybe two sentences that defines our seventh core value. And that sentence or sentences is this. We cooperate with other services and organizations. I would throw organizations in there as well in the community in order to prevent being bogged down in the administration of various ministries. We cooperate with other services and organizations in the community in order to prevent being bogged down in the administration of various ministries. See, the, the problem is you can have all these ministries, but then you spend so much time keeping them going that you lose focus. We want to be a church that is lean and mean. We want to be able to be all about sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. So we want to ask this question this morning. The question we're asking is, why would we want to cooperate with outside organizations? Well, quite simply, the reason being is this. The Lord can use other organizations to lead us to the lost so that we can share the good news of Jesus Christ. Just like in your lives and the people that you can network with, you can reach people that we can't reach just like other organizations. And who they partner with and network with, they can reach people that we can't reach and they can lead us to those people. They may be reaching those people for one purpose, but our purpose is always to reach people to share Jesus Christ. We always want to be mindful of who we are without him. And be reminded each and every day why we need him. Another pastor tells a story about a lady who went to her pastor and said, I I need some serious counseling, pastor. I have this serious problem that I, I, I really can't seem to get rid of. I got this sin problem, Lord. I've been praying to him and asking him to take this away from me, but I I think I need your help, Pastor. I I can't seem to get rid of it. 
concern, the pastor asked her, well, what seems to be the problem? That sounds like a good place to start. She said, see, pastor, every Sunday when I come to church, I just can't help myself. I look at all the other ladies at church, and I just can't help to seem to think that, you know, I'm really, as far as it comes to looks, I'm the cat's pajamas compared to the rest of these ladies. I'm the kitten's whiskers. None of, none of these ladies can compare to my beauty. The pastor said, my dear, that's not a sin problem. That's a mistake. See, pride can really be something else, can it? Let's take a look at this text again. Romans 12, verse 16. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Do you know how to live in harmony? It's really quite simple. Do you know how we live in harmony with one another? If we truly want to live in harmony with one another, we do this. We seek to be equal with others and fair with others at all time. And let's face it, our sinfulness has us being a bit one-sided, doesn't it? Because of our sin, we don't want to be equal. We don't want to be fair. Due to sin, we seek harmony based on race. We seek harmony based on financial status. We seek harmony based on people's social network. We're sinful and our natural tendency is not to seek equality and fairness. And if you're sitting here this morning saying to yourself, no, 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 you, you got it all wrong, Pastor. See, I always go into a situation wanting to seek equality and fairness. That's not true. Now, you may always seek equality and fairness. That may be true. But your natural tendency, your first desire is not to want to be equal and fair with others. We're all a bit one-sided. How do we know that this is true of us? How can I read this text this morning and be confident in saying that I know that you don't walk into situations saying, in my heart, my number one motivation and desire is to be equal and fair with others? See, we know that this is true because the Bible tells us so. This isn't my opinion. This isn't something that I conjured up on my own and think on my own? No, the Bible tells us so. See where it says right here, do not be haughty? Why does it say not to be haughty? Because our sinfulness wants us to be and remain arrogant. We desire the feeling of being superior to someone else. However, what are we being reminded to do? When we look at this one verse this morning, what is it that we're being reminded to do? When we look at this verse this morning, we understand that we're being reminded to associate with the lowly. Church, do you realize how strategically we've been positioned within this villa's community? 
Have you ever stopped to think about that? Have you ever stopped to think about our physical address, our location right here? Have you ever stopped to think about, wait, I drive to that address in that neighborhood? Have you ever stopped to think about when you come through these doors, you look at the variety of individuals that we have here? Have you ever noticed how we all don't look the same? Have you ever noticed that we don't all come from the same financial background? Have you noticed that we all don't have the same social network? See, we're a stone's throw away from a large private Christian school, a school that people pay money to send their kids to. We're an arm's reach away from a large public elementary school. We have affordable rental homes in the back of the villa's community. We have beautiful, luxurious homes on the other side of the street. And we have everything mixed in between over on the other side of Crystal. And then speaking of Crystal, there's Crystal. You ever notice how busy Crystal is? You ever notice the traffic on Crystal? See, Crystal's a main way to connect plantation to 41. It's a main way for people to get from 41 to Metro or from Metro down to 41. Do you know how many cars pass our church on a daily basis and just see our physical building? They may never see us, know us. They may be standing in the line next to you at Publix, pass your home church every day, but never know that you go to that church. Have you ever stopped to think how the Lord has strategically positioned us here on the map and looked around and saw the variety of individuals, the beautiful individuals that comprise this local church? I don't know what you're thinking right now, but I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking. I believe we need to learn how to, as it says right here in the Bible this morning, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Church, do you know why this is so important for us? It's because we don't have it all figured out. That's why. Which is why at the end of verse 16 it says, never be wise in your own sight. We're not just strategically positioned among diversity. We're strategically positioned among other organizations and services as well. So not only has the Lord strategically positioned us amongst all this diversity, He has also strategically placed us amongst all these different organizations and services. Allow me to produce just three examples for you of how we know already that this is true for us here at Villa's Grace. How far away is Trinity Daycare? It's on our property. 
Trinity Daycare takes all kinds of kids from this community, from the villas. Their parents can walk them to daycare. Some of these kids are able to go to daycare because the government allows that to happen. Because they are able to take BPK money. How far are we away again from the Montessori School of Fort Myers? Oh, that, that's right. We can basically drop kick a stone and hit the building. For those of you that are not athletically challenged. What type of students go to the Montessori School of Fort Myers? That's right. Parents who can pay for their kids to go to a school before they reach the kindergarten age. Do you see the diversity? Where are we positioned? Right between the two. Again, remind me and refresh my memory. How how far are we from Villa's elementary school? About an arm's length away? Now, are we connected with these organizations and services within the Villa's community? Yes. Do we have access and relationship with the Trinity Daycare? Yes, we do. Do we have access and a friendship and relationship with the Montessori School of Fort Myers? Yes, we do. Are we in Villa's Elementary School every Thursday afternoon for an hour and 45 minutes sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with the elementary-aged kids? Yes, we are. We're already doing this. And we want to be a church that is all about doing these things. And what did we have to reinvent in order to do so? What new wheel did we have to come up with? We didn't have to come up with any new wheel. We took advantage of the wheel that was provided for us. We're not here trying to reinvent the wheel. We're here trying to partner with other services and organizations within our community so we can share Jesus. If God wants us to share the good news of salvation with our community, He's going to provide opportunities. And if we're wise in our own sight, if we think we have it all figured out, that's just our pride saying we're okay. We're nice, comfy, and cozy right here at Villa's Grace Church. And because we do not want to be, as it says, wise in your own sight, we have to remind ourselves, even in our daily lives, even in our personal lives, we don't have it all figured out. I do have a lot to keep learning. I do need Jesus. I think too many think that Jesus is a one and done transaction. Once we come to a saving faith and knowledge of Jesus Christ, the journey has just begun. Your life may just get more difficult, but that's why we have our fellowship. That's why we come together as a church so we can do life together. Let me warn you of one of the biggest dilemmas that we actually face right now here at Villa's Grace. We got a big problem on our hands. Now, some of you might be thinking to yourself, well, what are you talking about? 
I've been here for however long. I've seen all these changes over the last year and a half. What are you telling? Now you're telling me we have a problem? We, we do have a problem. Now, it, it's not a problem that's not fixable. It's not that it's not a problem that's not solvable. No, it's a fixable and solvable problem. But we do have a problem. We have seen a lot of change here at Villa's Grace. We've seen a lot of new faces come to our church, a church that's been around and that was established in 1963. A church that was established in 1963 has a lot of promise of being around for another 50 years at this point, maybe. See, the problem that we're facing right now is stagnation. If we just focus on what we're doing right now and don't think forward to the future, it doesn't do us a bit of good. If we're just focused on maintaining, we're not really maintaining. Because there's one of two ways that you're heading. Either you're on a trajectory heading up or you're on a trajectory heading down. And if you're just maintaining, you're slowly heading down. Now, we're well positioned to maintain and be in maintenance mode and slowly head down for a number of years. In fact, we've seen so many changes at this church that we could do, do just that. We've gotten to the point that we're financially solvent enough to be able to do so. We've brought enough new people in to be able to do things like this morning, to be able to have our worship leader be sick along with his wife and have Pastor Steve lead us in worship. We now see backups. I'm not the only person that you hear preach here. Pastor Jared is in the pulpit. You've heard Pastor Israel in the pulpit. We're in a good position to maintain. But I don't know about you. I don't want to be part of a church that's all about maintaining. We don't want to be about maintenance mode. I believe that this next year is crucial for us. This next year will determine where we're going to be in three years. In five years out from the year that we just now saw, the year and a half that we just saw. See, we want to be a church that's growing, but we don't want to be a church that's just about growing for numbers sake, just because we have people showing up on Sunday and we can say, well, 500 people come to our church or maybe it's 250 or 125. I really don't care what numbers say. We want to be a church that's all about conversion growth. There's two types of growth that a church will see. A church is either going to see trans, uh, transitional growth or you're going to see conversion growth. I shouldn't say transitional growth. I want to say transfer growth. Either you're going to be bringing people in from another church into your church, but they're just leaving a church to come to your church, or you're actually seeing true conversion growth. This is why this is so important for us. We're in a great position to meet a variety of different individuals, people from all walks of life, to see conversion growth. We don't want people just coming from other churches. We want people coming to know the Lord for the first time because that's what it's all about. Because 
You could ask yourself as a believer, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I have given him my life. I want to follow Jesus, but what's really the point? I'm saved. Why doesn't he just take me now? We've been left behind for a reason. We've been left behind to share the good news of salvation. And that's what we want to be all about here at Villa's Grace. Now, we will see transfer growth. We've already seen transfer growth. In fact, sometimes in the beginning, it takes transfer growth to get the church to the point to where you're ready for conversion growth. That's why this year is crucial. This year is all about conversion growth. Now, how are we going to do that? How are we going to begin to partner with our community and other organizations? We've already started. We've already started. But see, here's, here's the dilemma. Right now, we have a Sunday morning service. That's good. We need a Sunday morning service. But a Sunday morning service alone isn't enough. What we want to do, we want to provide opportunities for people to be discipled because we want this church to be a church that's all about discipleship. Churches that aren't about discipleship fail. They're on a steady decline. Now, what is discipleship? Discipleship is making followers of Jesus. And when you truly make a follower of Jesus, that follower of Jesus will make a follower of Jesus. Discipleship can look any number of ways. You can pray for somebody. You can sit down and go over scripture with somebody. You can be involved in a Bible study. You can simply do life together. Go out and play tennis with somebody else. Play golf. I don't know what it is that you like to do. Maybe you like to cook. Maybe you invite your neighbors over. It's doing life together. We want to be a church that is doing life together. So we don't just have a Sunday morning service. We have groups that meet, that are all about doing life together. So what we want to do here at Villa's Grace within the next month and a half is establish five life groups. Five life groups. That doesn't seem too hard, does it? See, this is how it will look. We'll have five life groups with five leaders. And what we want to do is have those five leaders have one person underneath them, almost as an apprentice, that can be sent off and start their own group eventually. But what these groups can do is this. They can meet once a week, once every other week, whatever is convenient for the group. But this is an opportunity for you to maybe invite somebody in your life who you know to the group that maybe won't come on a Sunday morning. Or if somebody does come on a Sunday morning, it's an opportunity for us to say, hey, why don't you join or why don't you come to one of our life groups? We're having a cookout. Or we're all going to go bowling. Or whatever it may be. But we want to keep it simple. Now the life groups will also meet and have discussion and go over scripture. But we don't want it to be just about that. We want it to be a mix, and we want each life group to have its own culture. But each life group will be all about building relationships that make followers of Jesus. Every life group will want to know, grow, and go. So as we move forward these next few weeks, we're going to be asking you to sign up to want to be in a life group. 
And as you sign up for a life group, we will put you in a life group that best suits you, that best fits you and your personality and you and the network that the Lord has provided for you. See, we can't just be a church that maintains on Sunday morning. We've gotten pretty good at learning how to preach here. We've gotten pretty good at learning how to sing songs of praise, glorifying the name of Jesus Christ. I mean, even this morning, we got thrown a curveball this week. Mike Schifoni could not lead in worship because he and his wife and whole family were sick. We were still able to put on worship through the form of singing. The amen. Thank you, Pastor Steve. And everyone else who had to learn how to take new direction and new lead this morning. That's great. I'm glad that we can do those things. Now let's move on. We've proven that we can put on church on Sunday morning. But what's next? And if we're not constantly asking ourselves what's next, we're dead. I want to be able to maximize my opportunities in my life to share Jesus. You should want to be able to maximize opportunities in your lives to share Jesus. We together as a church should want to maximize opportunities to share Jesus Christ. So I'm challenging everyone as we move forward. The next step for our church is for everyone. Now I know that may not be a realistic goal to some, but I want to challenge everyone to sign up for a life group. Because here's what's going to happen. This is the vision of our church just the next year and a half, maybe two years out. Once we have life groups, we have another step after that. Then we can start putting on events for our community. Then we can really start partnering with other organizations and services in our community. Because if we have Frank's hot dog stand come out here, and 500 people show up for free hot dogs from Frank's hot dog stand, and the only thing we have for them is a Sunday morning to invite them to? Have we really maximized the opportunities that the Lord has given us to share the gospel? Because somebody might come for a free hot dog that's never been to church and may not be ready to come in these doors, but they may accept an invitation to go play croquet Maybe come to a cookout. Maybe come over to your house. That's why these life groups are important. Because the life groups, when we get to the point that we're running those, we're not going to be satisfied. We're not going to be done. We're not doing any of this for the name of Villa's Grace to be great. We're not doing any of this for the name of your pastors to be great. We're doing this for one simple reason and one reason alone. Because together, we can reach a lot of people. Muchos personas. We can reach a lot of people for the sake 
of building God's kingdom and sharing salvation with others. I hope, I hope that this church one day, not in numbers, who cares? But I hope that we're constantly, even if it's only one a quarter, two a quarter, maybe two or three a year, doesn't matter. I hope that we're constantly planning baptismal services because people are coming to know who Jesus Christ is. This will not be a church that's just about studying scripture to get all fat and bloated because our knowledge is is so high. That just puffs you up and that's all pride. We will be a church that's relational, that will connect with other people. And I love our strategic positioning, not only geographically, but also from a social network standpoint. Our church is well poised to reach a broad audience. We need to thank Jesus for that opportunity. Now we need to seize upon it. We will not rest on our laurels. Amen? I'm going to say that again, and I want some enthusiasm. We will not rest on our laurels. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we continue to move forward, I pray that we can continually share your good news. I pray that we position ourselves as learners so we can take advantage of the opportunities that you've provided for us to do just that. Lord, thank you so much for everything you have done. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, look us up on our website, www.villasgrace.com or drop us a line via email, connect at villasgrace.com.